Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 276 with Susan Dean. How are you, Susan? Very good. How are you? I'm tip top. Now, before we start, let's do a little bit of gratitude. What was the, the best thing that you've done in the last seven days? I, I know you've been traveling a little bit, so I'm guessing that might be it, or is there something else? No, I think definitely just being um, grateful for being able to get back and travel. I've been traveling overseas to uh, to Hawaii and Vegas, and I've also been traveling into some beautiful places around Australia, I went to Jervis Bay for a family wedding and, yeah, just been celebrating and getting out there in lots of new beautiful places. So it's been great. I think uh, I think if COVID taught us anything, it's uh, the, the luxuries that we have of being able to travel. And when that's taken away from us, it's uh, you want it even more. Absolutely. Look, I don't know, I, I, I loved the... The change. I mean, when in when in your history or life have you ever had a chance to stop and clean out those cupboards and sheds <laughs> and all that stuff? So I think now we can travel without guilt because we've got all our shit sorted around the place <laughs> and we can travel and have a good time and not have to worry. And we know where the suitcases are and we know where everything is because we've had the time to sort them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good way of looking at it. it uh, we don't have the guilt of the clutter or the hoarding and our suitcases are empty because they'll probably add things in them before. So um, Susan, we're going to talk a lot today about obviously Dean Publishing and, and something that you've created and um, now bringing so many people's stories and um, journeys to life and bring that to paper. But um, before, what I want to know a little bit more about you before, because obviously starting a publish house, it's not just something you decide to do overnight. It's I'm guessing there's quite a bit of a journey here and I'd love to hear that because you allow people to storytell and get their message out there all the time. What's yours? Like how how did you come to be running your own publish house? Is it it's not something that everybody does? Yeah, look, um, I'll give you the real fast version of it. <laughs> basically, at school, I um, you know, I loved writing growing up poems. You know how some people write songs? Poems were my release of of being able to share my emotions, you know. And so I used to love writing poems. And at school, you know, I, I wrote a story. You know, there's a whole story to that, but I got expelled for it because the story was about drugs in school and they thought I was taking drugs. And, I, and, and the teacher ripped up my work and I literally got suspended. That's a whole story for that. That'll be on my podcast. <laughs> podcast one day myself but but basically I liked the writing of stories but always the story that I told had a you know had a story behind it so the story that I wrote for school had a good message at the end and the good message was you know don't get caught up in this and don't take it and I'd done my research and I'd you know interviewed Billy down the road that I think it had too many Billies I'm sure but I was actually before knowing it you know, I'd done my research. My dad was in the army and he gave me a big book and it told you all about the different types of drugs and things like that. And 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 he wanted me to learn. So I was educated. And it wasn't that I was, you know, taking drugs. It was I did my research and I wrote this amazing book that I thought 
Believe me, I wasn't a great person. School was for fun, right? But I really got into it, but I got shunned down by this teacher. I got knocked down and, you know, it was devastating and I kind of parked that passion. You know, they say always go back to what you loved as a child. Well, I did love reading books and I did love, you know, writing and doing poetry. That all went aside because it was always about helping people and my stories always had that moral, you know, at the end. And so... Long story short, from school I ended up doing what I was passionate about, which was a youth worker. I worked with a lot of adolescents. At the time they were called, you know, wards of the state and they lived in government homes and I would go and work stand-up night shift and I'd tell stories. And I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I was telling those, you know, my friend John stories that, you know, it's like I had a friend that did this and they'd say, well, do you think I could do that too? And I'd say, yeah, of course you could. And so before I knew it, I was using story to shift people, to to have these young adolescents that had had a, you know, a absolutely horrible past, create a compelling future by just telling story. And so as life went on and you know, you look back at things and they make sense now, you know, but I just, you know, I feel life goes is for us and even those horrible things that happen they're happening for us and maybe we don't know where we're meant to end up but my path took a path of being in business and being a life coach and a business coach and it took me down that path because I always wanted to help people and my coaching business grew by me being in a book you know I I had a successful coaching business but it grew even more and more as I you know shared my story in a book And so the transition from there is how do I help more people? And so then I thought, well, what if I could help them be in a book? And then they're helping more people by sharing their message and by default it becomes this ripple effect. So I look back now and I go, I am where exactly I was meant to be. I get to help people. I get to help them share their story. And by them sharing their story, their lessons, their teachings, their expertise that they've studied on, you know, then they're helping more people. So it's just this ripple effect. So I am very blessed in, you know, that flow of life that's taken me to where I know I'll be until I can't be anymore, you know, until my brain doesn't function (laughs) anymore. So I I am very blessed and grateful, but I feel that, you know, everything that I've done in the past has led me to where I am now. Yeah, and I think what you're saying, and uh, a lot of people are really struggling with a purpose, I suppose. And um, I I think the beautiful thing you've just uh, mentioned there, Susan, is that you don't always know your purpose, but as long as you are doing stuff to help people, and you talk about the ripple effect, I talk about this a lot with kindness, do you know what I mean? And essentially, that's what you're doing by giving people a voice or a page to share their journey and, 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 and an avenue to do that. And I suppose it started with storytelling with some children that probably have got the most, and I, I don't need to go into their life, but people can imagine that it's so unfair. Like they're starting in life and they've got really no hope because of what other people have done to them. So were there any times throughout all of that where, um, because you saying your story there, it sounds amazing. Do you know what I mean? You sound like you've always known what you wanted to do, but for people out there, were there, have you had highs and lows of where you have felt lost, where you think, where should I be going? Um, or have you always been, you know, really driven and, and know exactly what you wanted? No, I haven't always known what I've wanted. I didn't know back, you know, when I was at school, I wanted to be a social worker and a youth worker. That's what I knew I wanted to do. But that meant like in my day, HSC and four years of uni, 
I hated school. Like I wasn't <laughs> going to do that. And by default, I just knew I wanted to do that. And then slowly I started to work out that, hey, I, I could go back as a mature age student and I could study as a youth officer and I could get back to doing what I wanted to do. So I think that a, that, that a lesson to know is there's more than one way to get to where you want to go. And don't just think, oh, no, I've, I can't get that, so I can't go down that path. I found another path. I always said to my girls, if you can't get it that way, look for another way in if that's what you really want to do. And so being a youth worker just opened up my eyes to just so many things. And at the time I didn't know what it was, but obviously as I grew and I've always been interested in helping people and making a difference. And so I don't know what form or shape that was going to be, but it was always what I wanted. So if you want to be an athlete, for example, but you don't know what athlete you want to be, but you love sport, you know, find different avenues to get into that. If you want to be, um, you know, a speaker or whatever it is that you want to do, I think that it's just about if you know that that's what you want to do, you don't maybe know the vehicle or the exact thing, but I just knew I wanted to make a difference. And that was through youth work. That was through, gosh, I even ran a, a jewellery business for years. And, and the making a difference was people come in and they had beautiful jewellery that made them feel beautiful. I was still making a difference. So I think for me, the vehicle you don't always know, just kind of know what you're passionate about and what you love and, and just be open to what's out there because, you know, like I said, yes, there was books have always been and story has always been in my heart, but I didn't know that it was going to end up being a publishing company that was my 100%. And I still coach in that. Like I coach people around their, you know, what are they doing in their business before they get into their books so that they're, kind of clear on what they want to make sure that they're in the book with before they start working with the team. So I kind of get to coach, which I love. I get to watch people's businesses grow, which I love. I get to make a difference and I get to help them make a difference. So I didn't know that this was going to give me everything, um, but I just knew that the core was making a difference. So um, I think for the listeners out there, just know what you want to do and let let life take you on a little bit of a journey and um and sort of think about what you really enjoy do, doing you know what mm. was your heart soul when you were younger that lit you up and either do that as a side hustle or do that as something that you enjoy while you're making your money that's the other way that you can do the flow but yeah just just let life kind of happen a little bit for you don't be so stuck on one way Mm, oh, there's so many things. I, I really enjoyed that. And I think a lot of people needed to hear that, Susan. I, the one thing I love was, you know, I think we get told that we need to get a job or we need to go to university. Um, I loved how you found what you're passionate about. And then you went back to school. Do you know what I mean? You went back to learn once you'd figured out what you were really passionate about. And I, I speak to people about this all the time. I went straight out of high school and I went into a four-year uni degree. I could not tell you anything I did because I wasn't I wasn't at uni for that. I tell people now I'd actually like to go back and do some of those subjects because I'm interested in it now. Whereas the way you've done it, you know, you've figured life out and you go, yes, I'm I'm actually working in this field now. I'm really engaged in it. You would have been out, it would have been a sponge. You would have soaked so much more in. You do. I mean, look at the end of the day and you know, I was just speaking to, we just went over to Vegas and launched a book with Dr. John Gray, um, who wrote the famous book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And I was one of his very first 
well, I was the first female coach in the world that used to run his courses and on relationships and things like that. But I remember John Gray saying, you know, don't quote me on it, but it's like the frontal cortex of the brain and things for for males and I'm not quite, can't remember exactly for females, but I know it's like in general it can be 25 to 28 before we really have got everything formed in our, you know, clarity and our decision-making and things like that anyway. So how do we as, you know, young people, you know, want that? So I think even at school I say my daughter wasn't interested in maths. It was stressing her out to the absolute max. And it's like, well, it was affecting her other subjects. So we talked about dropping maths, you know. And when she's interested now and coming back and looking at statistics now around, you know, how's that ad going and where the numbers are, are ready, then she'll get more interested in the numbers and 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 learn about it. But I think it's just about knowing ourselves and and the school system, let's be real, it's so outdated and it's and it's and we put so much pressure on these scores and things like that that I think that we can take a lesson from that in life and go there's more than one way you know um you know I think one of my daughters said um oh I can't get into that uni so let's get into this uni and let's find some different ways she ended up getting into the uni a different way than the traditional way of what she wanted but she knew that's what she wanted to do so I think that you know, you know, I think that it's just about knowing that there's more than one way to get to to where you want to go and also just going with the flow but also just really being open to not having to be great at everything, be good at what we are good at and not stress so much about what we're not good at. Yeah. And I think that's so true, isn't it? Because in life, that's why we work with teams. You know what I mean? We work with other people that can complement what we're already good at, Susan. You you don't have to be good at everything. And I think that's one thing in the schooling system is that we focus so much on the things we're not good at to get better at that we don't focus on the things we actually are really passionate about because we're good at it. And it sort of defeats the purpose of finding your passion and what you're good at in life. Yeah, absolutely, because the thing is we can't be good at everything. We haven't got the brain capacity to be excelling at everything. So if you're trying to be an expert in every single area, how can you be, you know, how can you excel in an area? I think at the end of the day, you know, we should be going what are we good at and what do we love doing and become excellent there and then look at the other things. I mean, gosh, now we've got calculators. Do you really need to be ex- excellent <laughs> at maths, you know, and yet we push, push, push for, for these kids to be excellent in all areas and get A's in all areas and it's crazy to get their rating avatar whatever it all is it's just insane whereas if we nurtured the kids that were really good at particular areas they would excel in that area and and like I said outsource I mean I write about it um in my book that you know I use my team for because I'm a typical one of my clients my I'm an entrepreneur my mind's all over the place um and so I can never get a book done but I'm writing my book with my team you know and that's what I do I'm great at talking it out and they go and make it happen um but in my book I talk about you know being doing what you're good at and outsourcing the rest like the same is in school you know or in life you know, if you're not good at something, earn money in the area that you're really good at and, and get someone else to do the rest because you'd save a hell of a lot more time and you'd 
probably move faster, you know, in in the game of life because we're kind of moved forward a lot quicker. So, um, yeah, I think, like I said, the school system is is one that's very outdated um, and I think that we've just got to be aware of that even in life when we get out, find something you're interested in, learn. Gosh, I've spent so much money on self-development but I've actually wanted to learn so I've taken it in. At school we just sit there because we kind of have to, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think, as you just said, that uh, people learn at different stages, different ages, different ways um, and I, I just... I feel sorry for teachers because it's not their fault. They're getting told what to do. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's just not working. So I do love that. And that's why I like doing what I do, Susan, because I get to share, you know, stories like yourself or stories of other people that have found other ways, not the traditional way that we're always taught. Um, and again, that's life in general. We're all going to develop different ways and figure things out as we go. Um, so the more people can hear that and understand that the be all and end all isn't getting an apprenticeship straight out of school. It's not about getting into university. You can do whatever you want. And if you're happy with what you're doing, it's, I think it's more about getting an A in life than an A in your ATAR or whatever it is, because if you've got all the coping mechanisms that, you know, to deal with stress, to deal with anxiety, to be a good person, to be kind, that's more important than figuring out how to be Pythagoras or something like that. Like, let's be honest, when have you done algebra lately? Oh, exactly. And I look, I think teachers are a lot more aware now and I think that there, there's been a lot more integrated into the schools with people that are auditory, kinesthetic, visual. I think that, that a lot of teachers now the younger teachers coming through are, are understanding this and they're understanding that a child might have learning difficulties, <coughs> excuse me, and learn differently. So I think teachers are definitely doing what they can within their means. There's incredible teachers out there that that are literally got children longer than sometimes their parents do in a day, you know. So they're doing an exceptional job. But I just think that, um, yeah, they're living, they're working within their their um you know guidelines and things like that but you're absolutely right it's that you're learning at school though not just education you're learning social skills you're learning to um you know listen to you know um instructions and different things like that which is amazing but when you do break out and like I said uni there's so much pressure on kids I watch I just see so many young adults now that are you know, full of anxiety and and so much more than what there was in our days because I think it was okay to leave. I left school, I think it was year 10, I went and done year 11 and I did a secretarial course because that's what you did in my day. You went and did a secretarial course, well, women did if you wanted to get out of school. The touch <laughs> typing skills, believe me, have been most valuable, um, uh, you know, but I then went on and worked as a secretary until I went back and did my passion you know, in my early 20s as a youth worker. But nowadays it's uni and then then you've got all these fees and then from uni and go on. And, look, don't get me wrong, there's some people that absolutely want to be a doctor and absolutely want to be something that you have to do those for. But if you don't, explore, take some time off. All my girls had gap years and went and explored and did certain things. So I think, you know, absolutely, I know that we're going you know, in all different areas now. But I think the main thing to know is you don't know where you're going to go. Don't put so much pressure on yourself that you have to fit in with everybody else. Do what's most important. What does everyone want in life? They want happiness. They want to feel free. You know, 
I know people that work their butts off in a job they hate and then go and do things that they really love on the side, but they know it's a chapter of their life, right? It's a it's a chapter. It's not their whole life. And that's okay. If they're choosing to do that, that is okay. As long as you're not doing it for the rest of your life, right? But if you're choosing to work your butt off, I mean, for us, you talked earlier about ups and downs. You know, we nearly lost everything. You know, I was in a couple of different businesses, that partnerships that went wrong and we were left with the bills and we were left with the stress of all the company. You know, I'd been in partnerships even before that things didn't work out. But it, but I am grateful for them all because they got me to where I am now. But we nearly lost everything. You know, our kids were nearly going to be pulled out of school. We, um, you know, we, we, we were in debt more than what we had in assets. And now we've turned that around. We own two beautiful properties on five acres, you know, multi-million dollar properties. We, we don't have a credit, you know, card. We own every car outright. We're in a completely different situation, but we had to buckle down and do whatever it took for that chapter to enable us to live this chapter of our life, which is in abundance, you know, and we've had that up and down. So I think that it's just never giving up has been the key to me. Open communication, getting help, and that doesn't mean just helping your business, helping your life, helping your mindset. Get yourself a coach. Go and speak to someone. So get the help that you need to keep going and you will get there. Everyone will get there if you just don't give up. You know, and I see people give up and it breaks my heart because if you don't give up, you will get there. You will definitely get there. You just got to get the help that you need and then just keep persisting. And I think people are more inclined these days that it's not weak to get help. And um, I, I think they're starting to realize, I know some people still aren't, but hopefully more conversations like this, you know, allow that to happen. But when you're looking around now for what you've created, the assets you have and where you've come from, it's a bloody good feeling, isn't it? Because nobody's done that for you. That's all on you. Damn, it is. And then when you do it, you know, you know, if I ever lost it again, and, and, and that has happened, and that's why we got back up, we know we've got the skills within us to recreate it again, because we did it, we didn't get it handed to us on a silver platter, we did it. And even with our skills, they get to live an abundant life, but they work damn hard in this business. They've now, you know, I didn't imagine it to be as good as what it is. Both my daughters work for me. You know, I've got my granddaughter that comes in and visits. We've even got a cot in one of the back <laughs> offices. You know, we get to live this beautiful life of flow. But I believe that I am the example and the leader and my girls know that we worked hard for this and they've seen us work hard for this and they work hard. They've always had great work ethics, even when they were working part-time with, you know, um, in different, you know, even when they had a part-time job in you know, Janine Alice's Boost Juice stores, you know, the, the manager would come up and say, you know, your daughter's got really good work ethic. She's here early, her uniform's clean, like because they know it was a privilege to work for them rather than being, you know, it's a privilege I'm working for you kind of thing. Mm. And I think that we've lost a lot of that, um, you know, sometimes. So I think that every life, every lesson in life, the good, the bad that happens to us, it's a lesson and we just got to go, what are we going to do with that? How do we take back control and say, what are we going to do with that? Who are we going to help with the knowledge that we've gained? 
And, you know, what adversities did I go through that I wish I had somebody else that could help me? And that's where the books come in. My authors are extraordinarily generous in giving of themselves, being vulnerable, putting themselves out there to to share with the world what they went through and how they could maybe give some tips to somebody else that could be going through this same or similar thing. Um, you know, even... Uh, you know, even people that have gone and studied something that they're really good at, you know, business and helping people in their numbers or lawyers that have studied something that they can now impart their knowledge onto somebody else to help them with whatever they're dealing with. So I think that we go through life, but it's no good if we keep it to ourselves and take those lessons to the grave. We've got to share those lessons. And that's why I am so passionate about sharing, whether that be sharing in a book, sharing on stage, sharing on a podcast, you know, sharing out there. If we can just all share forward our teachings and, you know, together we really can change the world. We really can make a difference out there. Mm, and, and it is so true. I could not agree more. I think, uh, you know, life is all about who you can share it with and how you can bring other people up. And um, I, I even know from the students I used to teach, I still mentor a couple of them. And that gives me nearly the most satisfaction out of anything I do because I'm helping other people succeed. And I know when you're doing every day, you're out, you're doing this with people with their books and you're reading their story and anything. Wow. This is going to help so many other people. So what are some of the most proud sort of stories or memories of, you know, Dean published hasn't been around that long, but you've already inspired and helped so many people, Susan. Have, have you got any like really feel good stories that just will twing people's heartstrings and make them go, oh, is, have you got one amazing story from, you know, probably what are you most proud of? That, that might be the better question. Look, um, I think I'll combine the two. I'm definitely proud of what we've done in a short amount of time. We didn't give up. We hustled and hustled through COVID. We we published people's books all around the world. We just had one of our authors fly in and come down from Africa and we're helping him. His book's going to be extraordinary. We've had um, people from from Indonesia. We've had people from all around the world um, write their books with us. Um so that's been really exciting. Look, there's a there's always a couple. We obviously just published John Gray's book, um, Love and Coaching. I'm really proud of that. John Gray, as we know, is a world-renowned author, and to be able to come to us to publish his book with his coaches is pretty awesome. Um, look, I always love my Why Shift series, which is compilation books, and that stands for Your Share It Forward Teachings. And they're lots of little stories. Um, there's too many. It's like saying, who's your favourite child? I love every <laughs> single one of my books. <clears throat> so it's really hard. But, look, I love the backstory on a lot of these, which you're going to learn from a lot of these amazing people that you see out there on Instagram and, and you can see how successful they are. But I get to tell their backstory of how they got there, which is exciting. Look, we've got so many. I always have my lovely favourite Um Angie Klukas, she she was born, you know, quite small, didn't grow to the full height. You know, she's just, uh, you know, an everyday woman that wanted to just share her story to make a difference. You know, um, people that have, have shared their stories of their children, you know, from losing a child. Um, you know, we've got one that's just in the latest book, Thriving, Health is Your Greatest Wealth from the Why Shift series. 
of of a gentleman that he had a son that had you know seizures like literally multiple all day every day and wow. he shares his story of how he went down a path and learned different ways to be able to help him and now he's seizure free he's out there living a normal life so there's so many um stories that it's hard to pick one but these are the heartfelt stories of people that are just everyday people sharing a story but then there's other people that are like I said you know that are coaches um you know that have come through still adversity and they're helping others and they're sharing their backstory as well so there's just so many but you know so like I said it's hard to say but I know that (laughs) You know, a few you of those <laughs> might spark. Yeah, well, it's hard. Like they say, who's your favourite child? It's like a lot <laughs> same, you know. But, yeah, look, even um, Jess Van Zyl, you know, she she was a young girl who got cancer in the eye and lost her whole eye, and she talks about her journey. So what I love about what I do is that the authors are approachable. So meaning that, you know, sometimes you'll pick up a book and you'll read a book and you'll go, oh, wow, and you'll look at the back of the picture of the author but you would never probably ever meet them. The great thing about my books is that the contact details are there. And if they're a person that want that you would like to learn more about, to follow on socials, to connect with via email or jump on their website and find out more about how they can help you even more, that's what I love about my books is how do I connect the reader with the author? And that's, you know, my mission as well is to, to allow that to happen as well. Mm, I love that. I love that. Now, I did put you on the spot with that, Susan, and it is a mean question. I know when I was saying it, I was like, that's uh, <laughs> it's a really rough one. But the big question is, and I get this asked all the time after releasing a book last year, is how do you release a book? How do you do it? Where do we start? So, Susan, people are inspired by your journey and what you've done. This is your chance. Where do we go? And, and like you just said, you don't have to be a world leader in anything. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's gone through something and you need to be proud of that. So if you're out there and you want to write, you want to get your book, your ideas on page, how do they do it, Susan? Where do we go and what do we do? Beautiful. Well, like I said, there's many different, you know, ways to be able to do it. You know, if you don't have a full book, you know, be a part of the Your Share It Forward teachings, the movement that we've created where people, everyday people, you know, um, can share their books, you know, whether you've been successful in life or business or whether you've overcome an adversity, anything. So there's those. So the best way is to go to deanpublishing.com and just go through and click on one of the, you know, buttons that says speak with an expert. I personally speak to each person because I just don't think I can ever let go of that role. (laughs) Um, You know, I've got a general manager. I've got everyone handling everything else in the business, but I love to meet the authors. I love to chat with them and find out how I can help them best. So that's the best way to do it is book in with an expert call. And then I discuss what is your story? You know, what is your business? What do you want the book to do? Is it for lead gen? Is it to get people to know what you do? You know, because a book is about sharing a story, but there's still got to be an outcome. There's still got to be something. And, you know, even our readers from my shift, you know, their thing is that they want people to know this and they want to share their story and the message with the world. And if people want more, great, contact me. But if not, my story, my book, my chapter will help them regardless because they can't be helping everyone. So that's where a book comes in. You know, Erica did Confidence Feels Like Shit. You know, it's a it's a great book if you haven't read it. But 
She said, I can't be there for everyone. Not everyone can afford me as a coach. Not everyone can, can, can I connect with. There's only so much of me in this world. She said, but a book allows me to actually get everybody to, to make a shift in their life or make a difference from reading it. And that's what all of my books do, from getting them unstuck to a, a guy's guide you know, to separation and divorce, how do they do that amicably, to, you know, empowering themselves, you know, just world leaders, just, you know, Jim, there's just so many books that we've got that, um, you know, people can learn from just from that one little package on their own and then if they want to go on. So jumping on and just having a call with me first is the best way for me to direct you on what would be the best way for you you know, to to share your message, your expertise with the world. Well, I, I love that. If you are listening out there and the idea of writing books, something you want to do and it scares you, then I think that's a great opportunity to, you know, just do it. I think that's one of the biggest things. And I know I was very scared when I did mine and um, from doing that and having it and getting to physical product, it's such an amazing thing. And Susan, I just think your story is amazing and I love your mantra of paying it forward and helping so many people. So listeners, this is episode number 276. I'll have links to Dean Publishing where you can click on there, go and check out some of the other products, but also book in a call with Susan. I know she's very generous with her time and she actually lives and breathes what she's saying. She does want to help people. She does want to pay it forward. Um, and for most out there, a book is a way of doing that. It's also a legacy and it's an amazing business card. So if you are thinking about doing it, reach out um, and Dean Publishing is a place to go. So Susan, Thank you so much for your time today, sharing your story, but also helping so many others. It's uh, it's so refreshing to hear. Beautiful. Thanks so much, um, Dale, and thanks for having me on your show. My pleasure.